0: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions. And this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily. And this week, we'll do something different as we dive into some important observations and ways of being in leadership. I chose to do this on the heels of Dr. Jane Maduno's interview because we have such a strong connection to the idea that trust matters most, especially in creating and sustaining a healthy school culture. I'll assume that most of you listening are either leaders or you aspire to be leaders. Here's a question for you. Who is the hardest person for you to lead? Consider who is the most challenging for you to influence who comes to mind? Well, what if I told you that there is someone who is harder to lead than any other person you can think of, unless you think of yourself? Dr. John Maxwell, who is an extremely disciplined and effective leader says that leading himself is his greatest challenge. Now, this is true of humanity. And this is true of us. Let's consider how many times we have missed deadlines, missed a mark on projects, not finished books, blew a test, drank too much, ate too much, said too much, watched too many of those TV series, were late again, didn't do what we said we would do, have been judgmental, have lacked compassion, disappointed ourselves and others, found ourselves in situations where we think How in the world did this happen again? How many times have we been too fearful, too angry, selfish, lazy? I can go on and on, but then we'll be too depressed. This is humanity. This is who we are. Funny, you know, we're very quick to judge ourselves or others, and we're masters at it. But I want to consider the possibility of learning to lead ourselves effectively and to such an extent and with such passion that we actually change the world. Us, a ripple effect, ripple makers. When we choose to lead ourselves well, we begin to grow our influence and lead others well. So if the hardest person for me to lead is me, and if the hardest person for you to lead is you, then we have to look at our way of being in this world, which has a strong connection to our past. In the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, Dr. John Maxwell's law number nine, the law of solid ground states that trust is the foundation of leadership. And yet some of us grapple with setting this strong foundation because we're stuck in our past and have no clue how to move forward. Trust may occur as too vulnerable of a foundation to lay in leadership. It may even seem counterintuitive. Some would believe that trusting is too naive, too vulnerable, too risky. Lack of trust, however, is prevalent. It seems normal and smart to build a strong, thick wall to protect ourselves. To CYA. I was once at a school that had cameras in every room for safety reasons, but they were also used to spy on staff, and that was normal. This was a place where micromanagement was so normal that the staff spent a significant amount of time and energy proving their worth to the higher level leadership in the organization. How depleting, how exhausting. I do agree that to trust, one needs to be vulnerable and take risks. And I want to take a risk with you, my listeners. So I will need to trust you with something that's very close to my heart. Now I'm going to share something that once I share it, first of all, it's going to be out there. I don't do well with being vulnerable, but there's a strong connection between vulnerability and courage. And so I want to practice courage. So here we go. Once I share it, it will land on some of you in a very profound way. Some will feel extremely uncomfortable. Some will judge. Some will wonder. Some will stop listening. Some won't know what to do. My reason for sharing this is to deliver hope. I can share a significant part of my story in six words. I was raised. By a pedophile. What in the world does this have to do with leadership? What does my story have to do with trust? Everything. You see, in order for a leader to lay a strong foundation, there must be trust. And one of the ways that my past showed up in my life is that I became a fierce advocate for children, super protective. I've been in education for over 25 years, and most of my work has been in early childhood education, either teaching or coaching educators. I love and want to protect my babies. In fact, most people that I've encountered with a similar past are super protective of children, and being protective of our children is a great thing. However, another way of being that showed up for me was my lack of trust. And that that seems understandable, right? Well, for a long time, I built this wall around me. It was intended to protect me. And I made an agreement with myself to never be a tool again. So even if you were the most trustworthy and good hearted person, if you wanted my trust, you would need to earn it. And then if you earned it, you could never fail me. Because if you did, I was right there ready to justify why I couldn't trust you. Now, what's ironic was that duplicity was also part of my DNA. I was raised to believe and live a great lie in my heart, in my mind, soul, and body. Trustworthiness was foreign and integrity eluded me. Needless to say, I was exhausting and exhausted, stuck in this vicious cycle and I had no clue how to move forward. It was also becoming clear to me that no matter how hard I try to forget, to ignore or dismiss my past it showed up in relationships. I've been married for almost 25 years to my best friend and several years ago I nearly lost him partly because of my lack of trust and trustworthiness. I got to the point in my life where that feeling of being stuck was suffocating and I wanted and I needed to breathe again. I felt stuck because I was angry a lot. I was angry a lot because I was afraid. I was afraid because I felt alone. I felt alone because I didn't trust anyone. I didn't trust anyone, so I felt stuck. That vicious cycle The Greek philosopher Socrates calls us to know thyself. He says that people make themselves appear ridiculous when they're trying to know obscure things before they know themselves. Hmm. Have you ever encountered some well-educated individuals who have no clue about how they occur to others? That was me. King David, a powerful and wise leader, once said, For in his own eyes, he flatters himself too much to detect or hate his own sin. Sin being that place where we miss the mark. Oftentimes, we don't see ourselves with clarity. There's this blind spot that we all have. And with all my heart, I believe that it is by divine design that we have it. Which is one of the reasons why we need each other we weren't designed to operate alone. And quite often we don't see our own way of being, which is pretty clear to others, unless we're open to others, unless we practice trust. So I chose to take myself on to know myself and it scared me greatly, but staying stuck was much scarier. So once I became intentional about my life, about knowing myself, about stepping into integrity, things began to shift for me. Let me tell you how I learned something powerful about trust that had a ripple effect on my life. During a group activity at a seminar, now remember, I was now going to these things because now I was intentional about my life and getting unstuck, right? So we were supposed to give each other feedback about our blind spots. So there were about five of us in the group and I was the first one up. I wasn't the first on the receiving end. I was the first on the giving end. And now I was rather good at this. I could see people's faults a mile away and I can tear you up in less than a minute. And I prided myself on that and I thought that was a good thing. So I proceeded to let this poor girl have it. Then I braced for her response. Her response to me rocked my world. With tears in her eyes and with the most authentic humility, she looked at me and said, thank you for your generosity. Thank you for loving me enough to tell me the truth. What? She didn't know me well, but she chose to trust me. I didn't have to prove myself to her. She gave me trust. Even though I may not have had the best of intentions, I wasn't skilled at giving constructive feedback and I was fearful of the process. And certainly I wasn't worthy of her trust. She gave me trust, which resulted in the possibility of her life being changed. It was a beautiful thing. Now, this shifted my world too, because I had never felt this before trusted to this degree? What an unexplainable feeling and a great responsibility. Then it hit me. Trust is a choice, a practice. And my choice not to trust was depriving me and others of the amazing experience I had just had. It was robbing me of greater possibilities in my life, robbing me of practicing humility, which has a strong connection to trust and wisdom. You ever notice how those who lack trust also lack wisdom? My choosing not to trust was robbing me of growing, loving, living, connecting, and influencing others. It was robbing me of being secure and walking in integrity, robbing me of leading well and creating that ripple. This wall of protection I had built for most of my life so that I wouldn't get hurt was actually hurting me and others. John Maxwell's law number 12 is the law of empowerment, which states that only secure leaders give power to others. Now, empowerment is the practice of sharing information, rewards, and power with individuals so that they can take initiative and make decisions to solve problems and improve service and performance. We all want that for our schools, for our students, for those we lead. So what does trust have to do with leadership? You can't lead well if you don't trust others. You can't empower others if you don't trust them, and trust, like love, is a choice. A practice which I choose to do daily and it's not always easy today I'd like to empower you with this if I can practice trust and integrity so can you yeah you'll get hurt but the possibility it will bring you far outweigh the bad I believe that our choice to not trust can damage relationships and it's magnified in leadership causing a lot of damage. Unfortunately, many of us have been on the receiving end of this. Some of us saw the cause. So as leaders, we have the responsibility to ourselves and to those we influence to be intentional about our lives, and most especially so that we can create and sustain healthy school cultures. But we can't do it alone. Remember that blind spot. This will take courage, When you choose trust, you will cause that unique ripple that can only begin with you and has the power to change the world. So I made a new agreement. I now choose to be a tool to help others grow. If you don't already have a coach, invest in yourself. As leaders, take responsibility to know thyself. Be intentional about learning and find someone who's in your corner and wants to help you become that ripple maker. Contact me at lily, that's L-I-L-Y, at masterleadership360.com or go to masterleadership.org. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.